Welcome to episode four of A Voice in a Van. I'm your host, a man in a van, and today I'm joined by a woman in a van. Hello. Hello. But you, dear listener, can call us Andrew and Lewis. You find us in the van in the Edwardston White Horse Inn campsite in Edwardston in Suffolk. And we'll be telling you more about today's topic presently. But first, so Lewis, what have you been reading? Well, I thought I'd uh, change tack and not talk about some of the depressing things I've been reading and focus on a book that I finished maybe a couple of weeks ago, which is called Windswept, Walking in the Footsteps of Remarkable Women by Annabel Abbs. It's, uh, I don't know that it's very recently published. I think her most recent book is a book about um, Eliza Acton, who is a cook. But this book is specifically about telling the story of some famous, some less famous walkers. Um, And it's an interesting read if you like thinking about the challenges that women have face when out and about. It concentrates on some obvious women walkers like Nan Shepherd and Simone de Beauvoir, but I quite enjoyed the chapters that concentrated on some of those people that I've heard about and whose art I admire, like Gwen John and Georgia O'Keeffe, who I didn't also know were kind of wild walkers, if you like. Um, so there's a, Abs's style is a little bit grating at times. I'm sorry if that sounds harsh, but I found, well, I think she, she intertwines the stories of their walking with a walk that she does, which was, which wasn't unpleasant and was, was, was interesting to hear her experience, you know, in a, in a contemporary setting walking as a lone woman there were just I don't know there was just something that occasionally I just thought I just want to hear about whoever it was I was hearing about during that chapter but um lots of interesting observations and um the 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 chapters that I enjoyed most as I say were about Gwen John and Georgia O'Keeffe but also a woman called Clara Vivian who I'd never heard of who went on a walk the walk that's described by Abs is one that she undertakes with Daphne du Maurier, who was a friend of hers, and they go backpacking through the Alps. And it's a very um, readable chapter about a person, as I say, who seems to be quite obscure. In her time, apparently, wrote um, wrote around 20 books. Oh, I'm not quite sure what kind of book she wrote, so that's nice to have come away from the book with something else to research. But there's a couple of quotes that I thought really stuck out to me about, you know, li- not that we're living in the van, we're only holidaying in the van, thank goodness, but um, the, Clara Vivian was wrote in um, copious diaries about her travels, and one of her quotes was, backpacking reminds us of the modesty of our needs. Mm. And I think that's quite a nice thing to do in an age of accumulation. Um, nice thought. And when we spend the day on the hoof like we did yesterday, mm. it's nice to think, yeah, actually, that's pretty true, isn't it? And um, and then the other more sort of philosophical 
question that arises from all of the women that are linked through the book is that idea of you know who wants to live in a perpetual geographic certainty and I kind of find Ooh. that I know I find that a little bit challenging because I quite like certainty but then you know then we were talking about being comfortable with being lost and the the wanderlust book that I mentioned last episode so it's been nice to have that in the back of my mind and for someone who likes a, quite a lot of surety in her life uh, I find that element of yeah the getting lost going off the map maybe straying from the footpath those are nice things to think about when you're out and about they really are Georgia O'Keefe so I didn't know she was a, a big walker. I mean, I, 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 it doesn't surprise me seeing she <laughs> lived in the middle of all those amazing landscapes that yeah. she painted, but she was a, she was a big trekker as well. Yeah, was. and I think also a big um, trekker on her own. Um, yeah, she she grew up on the on the plains of Texas, I think, mm-hmm. and big wide mm-hmm. skies, and so I guess it's no surprise to then find her in New Mexico, where that. Mm. That vista is probably, you know, in terms of not in terms of colour, but the in terms of the wideness of the skyscape must have been quite comforting. Yeah. And there's a lot of really interesting writing from Abs about about that motivation and inspiration also mm. from the landscape, um, from a perspective that I hadn't thought about. But yeah, thoroughly recommend the yeah. book. Yeah, sounds um, great. I really must get onto that. Yeah. Anyway, what have you been reading? What have I been reading? Well, I have been uh, I've been reading Olga Tokarczuk, who has been in the news recently because of the translation of her work, the books of Jacob. She she's Polish. She's yep. about sixty, so unusual for me. She's still still alive. <laughs> um, and we're very pleased about it. She's an extraordinarily extraordinary transcendental talent her writing is is incredible and i'm looking forward to reading the books of jacob however it's one of those books if you read it in print form you you could paper a room with it it's like 900 <laughs> pages long or something so that that's a real brick and i'm, I'm i have it on on kindle but i'm, I'm working up to it yeah so i've stepped up to it by reading two of her other works in translation they're both published by fitzcarraldo in england anyway who I will be talking considerably more about in uh, in, the, in the course of time in the course of time, I guess. But so the first book of hers I read was the magisterially entitled "Drive Your Plow Over the Bones of the Dead." What a great what a great title that is! Which is a quote from Blake, and it's uh, about of Blake. Course. <laughs> yeah, of course it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that millenarian madness. Um, yeah, fantastic. It, it is about a, uh, a Blake-obsessed vegetarian uh, who develops a sort of sideline in, in murder mysteries which seem to involve animals and um, with a big twist, which I, I won't re- reveal, but uh, set in, in, a, in a rural, very rural, mm, I don't want to say Polish, but it's, I should know, landscape. Great book, and she's such an extraordinary writer. But the, the book that I've read most recently is... Uh, it's called Flights, which is another of her book, and it's more episodic. It probably gives more, um, more free reign to her eerie transcendental style. It's it's a collection of sometimes connected, sometimes 
disparate but connected in ways. It invites you to make connections with short stories, but there are several novellas which are interleaved into the book, chapter length um, stories, which if, if you read them individually would, would make up a novella. It's a rich and complex book, and I'm, I'm not going to begin to, to try to <laughs> describe it other than the fact that it, there are it, it tracks movement through everything, so it isn't just about you know airport flights. Well, there are some flights in it. It's it's movement through time, through space, through life, through emotion, through relationships. It's it's an extraordinary book, and definitely one of the best things I've read recently. So yes, that's that's um, quite what ap- we've been reading. Quite um, apropos in terms of going for a walk yeah. and moving through a landscape. Yes. And the emotional journey that you take on a walk as well you start out with all your trepidation and and excitement then you end up just being exhausted and wanting a pint (laughs) (laughs) it definitely has some almost hallucinatory qualities something else similar to to drinking i suppose i I can't remember the name of either of the translators which is embarrassing but um bravo to them for for rendering such an extraordinary translation of an amazing or two amazing works yeah and they're a great publisher aren't they they're it's crowded yeah, yeah don't start me stuff. don't yeah. start me but if they they appeal you started me so <laughs> they, they appeal on, on any number of uh, levels they they focus a lot on on translated works which come out in a uniform clear blue kind of cover and uh, and essays which come out in, on a white cover with the kind of clear blue as the font um and they've brought a lot of very interesting writers to my attention. I, I suspect I will be burdening you with my broken accounts of <laughs> numerous of them in, in forthcoming episodes. But So that's what we've been reading. Now, what are we going to talk about today? We were going to discuss camping on a pub site. Mm. Because whilst I've said that we are in the Edwardston Horse, White Horse Inn here in Suffolk... Um, we haven't mentioned why we came to the Edwardston Whitehorse Inn. So I guess we will get to that in the fullness of time. It's just started raining, hasn't it? Um, so what does the Whitehorse, Edwardston Whitehorse Inn campsite has? It, it does have a chemical waste point, which we haven't used. It's not especially conveniently situated <laughs> in the corner of the field over there. It has a well water standpipe. Mm which is interesting, isn't it? We've already decided we're definitely going to be miltoning out the fresh water tank when we get back because yeah. well water, mm, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> and we've only used it to wash up with and It's a bit of an boil. unknown quantity, isn't it? But yeah, yeah if, if you if you live with a well, it's, your, your gut flora and fauna is normally fine with it. If you don't, it can make itself an unwelcome visitor for, for, for rather longer than you'd like. Yeah, I'm just wondering, did was that obvious before we booked that it was well water. I believe it might have said that on yes, the site. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, we bought our usual six litres of, of filtered with us, didn't we? But um, we we decided that we probably needed to bring a, a couple more if we were going to yes. be staying here. Yeah. We're down to maybe our last litre. Um, but that's first world problems, isn't it? So yeah, it, it has uh, it has chemical waste. It has a well water standpipe. It has it does have recycling and waste uh, disposal. It has what it what it called a loo and shower block, and it is indeed a loo and shower block. It is, yes. But there's only, there's one, only one loo <laughs> <laughs> for, for one one loo for men, one loo for women, and, and there's only one shower. Yeah, and I think 
that's fine because we've been super lucky in that when we turned up it was only us here and the first night it was only us and all of yesterday it was only us so that was perfectly reasonable and we had the place to ourselves but there are quite a few pitches here aren't there yeah we think there's 22 pitches four small group pitches in the corner of the field and maybe four hookup points yeah. which we're not using we should say we're using a solar panel which is still performing admirably and uh, keep, keeping keeping all our onboard <laughs> electrics coming away uh, hasn't even dented but the i mean if you if you do the maths which i can't um on my in my head anyway that's a lot of people trying to use one shower, that's one least, toilet. When it's fully booked, that's at least 50 people. Yeah, that feels like it's just not enough. Um, as I say, we're out of season midweek and that hasn't been a problem. But I'm no. not sure I would like to be here on a busy bank holiday weekend. So to put that in context, as you say, there is, the, uh, as we speak in, in the rain, uh, there is... One other yeah, tent. One other tent, basically, here, and th those folks are taking shelter. They arrived last night. But last weekend, uh, or we should say why we came, I guess. Last weekend, this campsite was absolutely heaving. We know, we know that there, it was it was full to the gunnels, and fifty people at a pub. Yeah, that wanting to use one facility is a bit challenging. And yeah. honestly, I think that would have put us off. Yeah, I think I think had we come on a different kind of um, weekend, it would have been yeah a very different experience. But you know, I guess it's horses for courses. That's not the sort of experience we want. Some people like that festival atmosphere. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's you know, it's but I think it's about knowing what you're getting yourself into because when you read toilet and shower block you probably think there's at least two yeah. of each but yeah. you know that's maybe me being a bit quibble. no I don't, I don't think that was unreasonable in any way it, it just yeah was was possibly um our, our preconceptions but, but you haven't told us why, why we came here. exactly so why would we come to a, a pub in suffolk uh with a potentially 50 people in the campsite well what's the draw well the draw is that the white horse Edwards, uh, Edwardston White Horse is also the home of, I mean, literally in a in a barn in, in a corner of the plot, of the Little Earth Project Brewery. And um, Little, Her Little Earth Project are a uh, leading UK producer of farmhouse and uh, wild beers, or beers using wild yeast, using foraged and locally farmed ingredients. So they're at the vanguard of a style brewing which is increasingly finding favour focusing on saison like and, and wild um, wild fruit. it was livid exactly wild fruit beers uh, and we'll talk we'll talk about a couple that we've tried we've we've, we've tried quite a few actually well yeah. we've been here for <laughs> we've three been days here for three days what do you want <laughs> um so yeah that, that's that's why we came uh and and we've thoroughly enjoyed that but that, another draw we we've we felt, haven't we, that another draw of uh, an isolated campsite is the opportunity for great walking straight out of the campsite. Yeah, it's, it's really becoming quite an important aspect of our trip planning, or cycling to be fair, because yeah. there's some great yeah. cycle routes around here, yeah. as we've discovered. The South Suffolk 
roots. Yeah. I think we've, we're on B, aren't we? I think so. Uh, but yeah, that looks great. And also, I think the other thing that we were slightly trepidatious about, simply because of our experience in our own locality, was some of those footpaths did end up on B roads, which we were a little bit concerned about because obviously it's not dissimilar in places to kind of those classic Devon and Cornwall roads where you've got huge hedges and there's nowhere to go if you're a pedestrian and something comes belting around the corner. But having said that, the really the reality here is that we've been on quite a few of those roads to join from footpath to footpath and we've seen very little traffic and most of that traffic has been driving really reasonably and I think there's been this um, expectation that they will see pedestrians because obviously that's how people get from one village to another so that's been really nice because I think I as a walker particularly I, I do get a little bit nervous about being on country roads yeah, with bends <laughs> yeah, definitely with bends there's been um, I mean, the, 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 let's say to start with South Suffolk is not very densely populated and I, I don't know what percentage but a a large percentage of the land that we walk through, I'm certain, probably 40% of the land that we walk through has been set to arable. Yeah, I think more Actually, than probably that. probably maybe 60%. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to flip. Just in our, well, just in the last two days, we've we've done nothing but walk through Let's and say half of it, roughly half. It, it's it's yeah. largely set to arable, mostly. There's little pockets of woodland as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with yeah, as you say, lo lovely woodland pockets, which um, which we enjoyed walking through yesterday. A, a Suffolk Wildlife Life Trust um, Grotton Wood. Grotton Wood, which was magnificent. I think we're not pronouncing that properly. If you're no. from Suffolk, you say something different. Grotton. Grotton. I think. How do you pronounce Stour, Lewis? Stour. Stour. They sort of <laughs> they they flatten that. Uh, yes. or O. Yes. I'm not quite sure how that works because I'm not very good with It was with being explained to us last night, but the, this is still a matter of hot debate. Yes. How, how names The influence be. of Essex on Suffolk. Yes, yes. The, yeah. the, 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 the malign manning tree influence. <laughs> uh, it seems, seems to be amusing to people. Yeah, walking, or great walking straight from the site has been a huge plus for us. We did 18k yesterday, we think, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Under uh, duress, some of us. <laughs> well, I was feeling it by the end. I, I won't lie. But it, I think it, you just wanted a beer, actually. I probably did, yeah. But but it it it's, it's very flat around here for the most part. Yeah. So it's lovely. not like it's arduous walking. No, it's true. Um, and that there is something um, meditative about walking through this landscape because it's pretty uniform. I mean, as you said, the the lovely patches of woodland really well coppiced woodland actually yeah. we've been very impressed at lots of nice hazel micro sticks. coppicing yeah lots of folks have Shame really we taken take trouble some of those home. yeah Lo lots mm. of lots of hazel um lots of uh elder i think that, that's been coppiced um so yeah that, that was that was impressive and just so thoroughly enjoyable it's not nothing uh, particularly out of the out of the ordinary. Nothing you're not necessarily going to see elsewhere. No, it's not Norman like churches. Lake District wows and or Scottish Highland wows, but it's it's very very pleasant walking. And if like us, you like quiet country ways, mm. then mm. you know lots of pretty vernacular buildings with all the kind yeah. of Suffolk oh, yeah. detailing in the lithe and plaster. 
well it we just happen and that's the great thing about being on foot isn't it you you notice more generally speaking lots of thatch cottages in the traditional sort of salmon pink but also lots of details in aspects either over doors or around windows where um the builder has um used patterning so i saw some scallop shapes so I like saw some walls when w-h-o-r-l-s yeah w-a-l-l-s walls on a thumb board like yeah figures of eight figures of eight yeah. um like clamshell designs yes. yeah. um yeah just really it's just nice to see something a bit different whether that's very hyper local to mm. this area mm. or whether it's broader across suffolk um hopefully we'll find out when we go to our next yeah kind of site yeah so uh, that that's the big plus. Probably the overarching plus of of, uh, of of camping on a pub site is if if it has great walking and it does. But um, did it have great uh, great nature? I suppose we're um we're we're morphing into the uh, wood lice in a van section here. We are. Should we start with the most amazing thing that we saw? I guess we probably have to. Yeah. So we. We'd stop for a pint at the White Hart. Surely not. Yeah, in, in Groton. And <laughs> no, we... not Groton. It was in... Oh, burr, 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 burr. Something with a B. Okay, we stopped at the White Hart in near Edwardston. <laughs> and uh, more or less opposite that is the delightfully named Butcher's Lane, which which looks like it's just a row of houses, but it, it actually goes into a, a meandering... It peters out. ...sub B road or something, <laughs> which goes on for a, a mile or so. It felt a bit like a by-road, really, didn't it, it rather did. than a proper road. It did. It, it was very much a by-road. One of the things that we noticed about the uh, the land around here is a lot of the fields are, are elevated. You're, you're, you're walking around in the road and, and the, the field is kind of waist height or higher to, yeah. to, to your side. And sure enough, we were walking with the uh, with a field to our left and quite an elevated bank. And you pinched my arm and said, stop. And and uh, you you pointed you pointed up to uh, the top of of the embankment where we saw three baby badger cubs. Yeah, that was so much fun. And they looked at us. One of them went oh, and threw himself in a in a hedge from which he returned. I think she returned. I don't think they saw us. They're pretty blind, aren't they? The other two just took a good old set two rolling around. Set two. Set two. Oh, that was terrible, God. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so it was a large open faced set or open mouthed set, which I'm not an expert on <laughs> badger domiciles, but it, it quite <laughs> surprised me at how open it was. Yeah. Protected in as much as that it was more or less like a sheer embankment. And lots um, of brambles around it. I think a human would have been yeah. hard pushed to have, have got up coming. it, yeah. And presumably the set ran yeah, along. A, a good way along yeah. along the embankment. Those badger cubs. I, I mean, we were so close to them. We were less than six feet away. Yeah. And we just stood and watched them for several minutes, didn't we? Yeah. And uh, it was just glorious. And I think those are those those are the experiences that you get when you're just pottering along quietly, kind of taking it all in, and 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 not necessarily having any expectation of your walk other than just the walk, and then things kind of come to you when that happens i think mm. and we should point out in the middle of the day oh yeah it was about one o'clock wasn't yeah, it yeah, yeah. one thirty or something 
So still reeling from that, extraordinary. Yeah. But that was that was the highlight of what's been a pretty bumper haul, hasn't it? Yeah, we've kindly seen, made a list. Well, we've seen lots of things. I mean, obviously, it's um, it's early May, so all the hedgerows are bursting with wildflowers. And one of the things we were chatting about yesterday was the new forest was very blue and yellow. It was mm. all the gorse and all the bluebells mm. and that's kind of my enduring memory of of that trip and this trip is all about the white so all the cow parsley is out all the hawthorn is flowering there were a few bluebells um but we did also see um our first well the wild garlic should i say mm. as well so all, all the all the, the carrot family mm. white hedgerow plants are out um white campion a few wood anemones but we did see our first orchids of the we season did. which is nice because we would normally have been elsewhere locally looking for them so we saw some early purples a lot of yeah a lot of them and that was really nice to see um, and that was in the suffolk wildlife trust wood wasn't yeah. it nicely explained on the, their interpretation board Yes, but we've also, um, but yesterday, not last night, the night before, we were sat out watching the new moon and um, obviously had the bat detector on. Mm -hmm. Had quite a few lovely pipistrelle flybys. Really close. Really close, really lovely. Airbrushingly close and doing some wonderful aerobatics around the van for us, which is very kind of them. And not then, actually in the van, <laughs> I should point yeah. out. Outside yeah, poor things. So I don't want all that on them. <laughs> Um, and then right at the end, just before we were about to uh, call it a night, we saw the tawny owl that we'd heard, well, you'd heard the day mm. before, mm. Um, fly past and sit in the tree for a little while. Yeah. And then we heard we heard the, the owl again last night. Didn't yes, we? we did. We were lying here thinking, saying, it's such a shame we didn't hear the owl again, because I heard him and you didn't. Yeah. And, and with uh, that... <laughs> yes, a volley of uh, hooting yeah. commenced, which was extremely... Enjoyable to hear in a, in a quiet night. Yeah, it was absolutely lovely. Really lovely. So, yeah, it's, it's been a bit of a... Oh, and, and good butterflying. Yes, Andrew. very good butterflying, um, I guess. Oh, and we did see our first swallows. We did. Oh, actually, did we see swallows in the new forest? Um, I think we might have done, but you weren't quite sure. I wasn't convinced. Yeah. These were definitely swallows. These were definitely swallows. Yeah. So, and that's always a treat to see them. Yes, it really is. And as you can maybe picking up, the uh, the hedgerow that we are parked beside is alive with um, ordinary, I suppose, garden woodland birds. You know, mm. so chaffinches, robins, wrens, blackbirds, blue tits. We've uh, a couple of lugubrious solo pigeons. <laughs> yeah, the usual um, goldfinches. Yeah, they're. Been a lovely, it's been a lovely sight. You know, it's a quiet sight like this, mm. isn't it? When there's not uh, not that many people here, and I'm assuming people do come here because actually, again, being a pub field, not much happens early because the night's late. So actually, you get the benefit of having very quiet mornings on yeah. campsites like this, don't you? Because there isn't that sort of rush to get off and get out. It doesn't feel like a great deal happens here before 10 o'clock or so. Yeah, yeah, which is, again, it's very nice. It's been a lazy, yeah. lazy sight in yeah, that respect. So, yes, a, a bumper haul for woodlice in a van. Tastes nice in a van. We haven't eaten out. In fact, we uh, we did 
did our, well, we did Risotto last time, didn't we, which we shared with you, dear listener, well, not literally you, you're most welcome to have some, because we made quite a lot, but we, <laughs> we, we made, um, we had a chili last night, didn't we, mm-hmm. uh, having, having sampled probably only two more beers than we intended, <laughs> so, it's possible, well, that's, <coughs> well, to be fair, the other thing about coming to a pub field camping site is that you do get a different kind of perspective because you get to chat to locals and I have to say that everybody that we've encountered either on the walk or in the pub garden has been really pleasant and we've had some very interesting conversation people have been very happy to share nice places to go Um, there's been an openness about the people that we've met they've been very you know join you know encouraged us to join in their conversation and and that's really nice because sometimes you can go places and you very much feel like the tourist and this is quite a quite a locals pub isn't it it is but there's still a welcomingness to been through some phases but at the moment yeah. it's very much in a a, a a phase where it is being looked upon kindly by uh, by the locals as well as folks the beer tourist folks like us um but knowledgeable folks and a lot mm. of them seem to have been here generationally mm. you know they're this and they're not incomers but not necessarily been here all their lives no. but have come back yeah. here and so that was really nice we, and and know know their environment we met a lovely chap called dave didn't we he was telling us all about um the the giant moths hornet moths and so on which he uh, he takes great pleasure in, in looking at in his garden yeah. Yeah. Was, he was too his ancestors are up at Edwardston yeah, Church, aren't yeah. they, where we sat and yeah. had a nice cup of tea. Yeah, we did. Talking about taste nice so, in a yeah, van. So the, the vice in a van, drinking, Hang I on. suppose, there has been something about... Hang oh, on. sorry, the taste nice, yes. Taste nice. Yes. What cake have we had? Oh, my Lord. We have had, actually, an awesome cherry cake. Cherry well, and almond. Cherry and almond cake, which I have to say was a lifesaver on yesterday's walk. <laughs> Much needed ingestion of carbohydrate. <laughs> Um, at the pouty bit. Yeah, at the pouty. Well, I wouldn't say much pouting, there's just sort of. Panting. Near death. <laughs> panting rather than pouting. It was hot yesterday. It was, um, yeah, the, the, you got to that stage where your boots start to feel really heavy. Yeah. You know, for yeah. about 10 yards. And we did finally <laughs> manage to find a little bit of shade because everywhere we walked it seemed to be in full sun, didn't it? Yeah, so. and we'd, we'd, we'd hung on to our litre of water and hadn't really. Really allowed ourselves we yeah. kind of savaged it didn't fell we? on the cake and yeah. <laughs> drank <laughs> all, all the cake drank all the water just let, left that bit of wash back so you can convince yourself that if you didn't get back to the van you'd still have plenty to drink yeah <laughs> half a teaspoon <laughs> wrung out of, of the particles but yeah magisterial um cherry and almond cake very impressed by the distribution of cherries Thank through you. the cake which i now understand is a consequence of the fact that you have to wash adequately the fruit to prepare it and then Chef eat it roll them in flour to maintain their suspension in the mixture whilst cooking and my goodness it worked it especially did. in your piece i did notice there were a few more cherries in your piece yeah well you get a cook's treat I cook's suppose. treat yeah definitely yeah. That, that could be i was worried it wasn't going to be as moist as the carrot cake and last as well but i think it's been okay actually yeah i, I liked it very much and uh, I, I guess I, the fact that we don't seem to be able to stop eating it no <laughs> it's in its favor for not in fact i'm quite i'm quite tempted to put the kettle on and have another piece when we're finished well i think we have to uh so yeah the beer uh, the the vice in a van element we we did go through several and i'm not going to bore you uh, dear listener with with our account of all of them 
there were several standouts, but just two which you may have been interested in. One was on draft. That's one thing I actually should point out. Yeah. Little Earth Project don't package their beer on draft uh, in, in keg, tea keg or anything else other than for sale at the White Horse. I, I say that definitively. I've never seen them anywhere on, on, on draft. You always see them in bottles. And it's a mix of um, 375s and 750s. But and that was the draw, wasn't it? One of the draws yeah. of coming here to be able to have that experience. It really was. So one of the draft beers that we had was uh, Alexander's Saison 2019 with um, foraged horse parsley in it, which gave it a, an incredibly vibrant three-dimensional woolly leafy note that was really, really special. I really enjoyed that. And it had... I don't think I've ever had horse parsley. No, but I know what it tastes like now. Yeah. Uh, unusual for their beers in that it it did have some condition on it. Most of their beers come out pretty much flat, um, as, as wild, wild beers tend to, or often do. Uh, so that, that was delicious. And then one of the bottled beers we had last night was the Black Currant and Rice Sour, 64%. Mm. Um, that was nice. We had a small grain in that, really gave it a little bit of bite, but it was really rounded out by the Black Currant. Was delicious. Yeah. Really enjoyed that. Yeah. You got the clean pour. I had a slightly turbid one, but I was more than happy with it. It was good. Yes, it was very generous of you. And that's been our time at the Edwardston White Horse in Edwardston, Suffolk. So yeah. it was good. Yeah. I, 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 do you have any closing remarks or, or, or thoughts that you might like to share with our esteemed listener? No, I mean I think um, I think two nights here is plenty there's plenty to do and mm. see on hoof maybe if you had your bikes yeah. you know you could stay here a little bit longer and it yeah. would be worth it yeah. but if you don't want to keep going out in your car i think you probably you know a two or three night break is probably optimal yeah we should have pointed out i guess they don't have a big food offering here they it's do cold food charcuterie only. and cheese local charcuterie and local cheese plates and a, a, a pork pies and stuff, and they have a food truck on Friday night. And yeah, the, all of that's great, but you, if you were coming here for two nights and it wasn't Friday, yeah, uh, uh, and you didn't eat um, charcuterie or cheese, you'd be wanting to self cater. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. But other than that, yeah, two nights has felt like just yeah. about the right yeah, period of time here. It's been really been amazing. We've been so lucky with the weather. We've mm. got a lot wetter if we've gone out today. It has stopped raining. Doesn't necessarily look like it's going to clear up. Does it's it? very mild though, so no, it's, it's been it's certainly a lot uh, a lot warmer than it was in the forest. In the forest, <laughs> didn't even need to wear our hats. No, no, we, we did not wear our hats in bed. Didn't have that smurf moment. So I think we're done. So until next time, make a journey down a road less travelled before you turn for home. Goodbye. Goodbye.